Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Chair Shots to the Cranium. I'm Stephen Goforth. Before I jump into my interview today, I want to thank everybody for listening. And please support Chair Shots to the Cranium. Go to Instagram and on Twitter, Chair to Cranium. That's Chair the number two Cranium on Instagram and on Twitter. And follow us on Facebook. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts. Your support is tremendously appreciated. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with the one and only, the Patriot, Dale Wilkes. Wrestling fans, my guest is a very entertaining and accomplished professional wrestler and athlete. Before entering professional wrestling, he was an All-American for the University of South Carolina Gamecocks. He had a successful career in the AWA, All Japan Wrestling, WCW, and WWE. He's held multiple singles championships as well as tag team championships. He entertained wrestling fans with his very patriotic mass persona and he earned the respect of so many people with his hard work and his talented in-ring skills. It's my honor to chat with the one and only, the Patriot, Dale Wilkes. Dale, how are you today? Man, I'm doing great and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you. Of course, you're retired from professional wrestling but you still make appearances at wrestling events. Universal Championship Wrestling is having an event coming up called Vendetta that's taking place on Friday, December the 7th in Griffin, Georgia. You'll be making an appearance at this show and reuniting with your former Stars and Strike tag team partner, Marcus Buff Bagwell. Now, I'm sure you got to be very excited to reunite the Stars and Stripes. Man, I am. I tell you, Marcus is a great friend of mine. Uh, still is to this day and of course our time together in WCW as Stars and Stripes was a very very special time for both of us Uh, we were two time WCW tag team champions when we were there and uh, while Marcus and I have remained friends throughout the years uh, and we've actually been at events together um, autograph signings together but this will be the first time in over 20 years actually since I left WCW that Marcus and I will be appearing together as Stars and Stripes. And I want to thank Universal Championship Wrestling and Ron Gossett for putting this together. Uh, I've got some of my friends, Marcus, uh, Scott Steiner, that have worked for UCW in the past, and I've heard nothing but great things about UCW. And I'm looking forward to reuniting with my old tag team partner uh, Friday night, December the 7th. Yeah, UCW, for those that are listening... Uh, Red Hot Independent Wrestling Company. And, of course, this is your first time being with UCW. Uh, I know the fans are very excited to have you part of this show. Very much looking forward to it myself. So, uh, again, uh, it should be a wonderful, wonderful show on December the 7th. Oh, I have no doubt it will. It's a great card. And uh, also just a, a, a from top to bottom he's got it loaded with great wrestling talent and of course again the opportunity to be with marcus uh man i'm looking forward to it yeah no doubt about it well listen i'd like to take a trip down memory lane if we could and discuss your career a little bit now you summarize your career in a three disc dvd set called dell the patriot wilkes the man behind the mask how was that experience putting together this documentary of sorts Well, I tell you, I had a great time doing it, and uh, a guy by the name of Michael Elliott approached me uh, about doing this documentary, um, not only on my career, but basically my life, uh, from the beginning to 
basically where we're at today and everything in between. And Michael had done several documentaries on other wrestlers. And uh, I was just honored when he came to me. He said, uh, as a kid, as a teenager, that I was one of his favorite wrestlers. And he'd always wanted to be able to work with me and do a project like this. And I was honored to be able to do it. And it was good to be able to go back and just sort of relive uh, basically every step of my career from the very, very meager beginnings here in Columbia, South Carolina, training for the Fabulous Moolah, or training at the Fabulous Moolah School, uh, which was here in Columbia, all the way through to uh, my retirement and my days in the WWE. So it was enjoyable, and, and it just helped uh, relive a lot of great memories, and also, too, some, some tough times as well. So we covered covered every every aspect of my career, the good, bad, ugly, and indifferent. Now, you know, I'm sure that's a very difficult task to, to summarize your career like that. Were you pleased on how that turned out? And you feel like it? Do you feel like it accurately uh, depicted your career? Not only just your career, but some of the struggles you may have faced in your life. Oh, it did. I have no doubt about it. And I worked very close with with Michael on this project. We we worked hand in hand, and also too, we reached out to some of the guys and and girls that were important in my life in the wrestling business, and one being Marcus. Uh, also guys like Stan Hansen and Bobby Fulton and my tag team partner in Japan, Jackie Fulton and George South and Bill Apter. Uh, we were able to reach out to Bruce Pritchard, and all of those contributed to this project and uh, made it a very, very successful project one that I'm very pleased with, very proud of. And I'll tell you, I have sold these DVDs to people literally all over the world. And I've heard from people that it was um, very entertaining, very eye-opening. Uh, there were moments of sadness. There were moments of comedy and laughter. Uh, and so just sort of covered every spectrum, spectrum of emotion that I think you could possibly deal with in a project like this. But uh, no doubt, very pleased with it and uh, the end product and what we were able to put together and present to the wrestling fans. Well, for those listening that may be interested in this and want to watch this uh, DVD, how can they purchase one? They can go to my website, www.dell, and that's D-E-L, dellthepatriotwilks.com. And uh, you can purchase the uh, the DVD there. Uh, we'll sign it. We'll mail it out to you. And, of course, there's other things you can purchase. We've got masks and T-shirts and pictures and um, uh, trading cards and things like that. So there's a variety of things you can get there. But that's the best way to be able to get the DVD is go to dellthepatriotwilks.com. Well, highly recommend it, and definitely need to go check that out for sure. Now, earlier in your career, you wrestled, early in your career, when you first started out, you wrestled under the gimmick, The Trooper. Tell us how The Patriot was born. Well, The Patriot was born, I was doing The Trooper character uh, for the AWA, and we were on ESPN five days a week, Monday through Friday, from 4 to 5 o'clock Eastern time. And the AWA went out of business and folded, and this upstart company come along called the Global Wrestling Federation. And the people that uh, were in charge at uh, the Global Wrestling Federation, uh, Bill Eady, Joe Petticino, Bonnie, Bonnie Blackstone, Joe's wife, uh, reached out to me and contacted me about flying out to Dallas, which was going to be Global's headquarters, and doing our very first ever TV taping uh, at the world-famous Sportatorium there in Dallas. That was going to be, uh, they were going to change the name to the Global Dome, and that's where we were going to do all our TV tapings. So they FedExed me a ticket 
and I flew to Dallas fully expecting to work as the trooper. I hadn't been told anything different. I hadn't been told otherwise. I packed my troop, trooper gear, and on my way to Dallas, I went. And um, that Friday afternoon, I'll never forget it, literally just about three hours before we headed to the building to do Global's first-ever TV taping, first-ever show. Uh, Joe Petticino called me and asked me if I would walk over to his hotel room. We were all staying at the same hotel there in Dallas and said he needed to talk to me about something. So I went over to Joe's room, and there was Joe and Bonnie and Bill Eady, and they laid out this idea to me about the Patriot. Now, we were involved, and when I say we, our military, the United States military, had gone into Kuwait to liberate, liberate Kuwait from when Iraq had invaded Kuwait, Operation Desert Storm. Right. So patriotism was at a real, real high level then, at a fever pitch level. And they thought it would be a good time to present a new patriotic character on the wrestling scene. And so they presented to me that afternoon the Patriot. They pulled a, a red, white, and blue mask, red, white, and blue tights, red, white, and blue trunks out of a brown uh, uh, grocery bag, a folded up brown <laughs> grocery bag nice. that Bonnie had brought with her. And they laid it out on the bed and presented it to me. And I said, I'm in, let's do it. And that night was the first time. Uh, the wrestling fans had seen the Patriot character. Now, fans that may not be familiar with this time frame, that was around 1991, uh, 1992 time frame uh, when this correct. happened. Yeah, I uh, remember it uh, very well, and uh, you're exactly right. I think your character hit at the at the best time. You know, when everything going on in the country at that time, uh, it couldn't it, you couldn't you could not have unveiled your character at a better time, as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. It, w it was perfect timing, and, and I was, and still am to this day, uh, and will always be eternally grateful for them to bring that character to me and present it to me and have enough confidence in me that they felt like I was the guy that could make this thing go. And uh, those fans that night in Dallas at the Sportatorium had never seen that character. But that night when I walked down the aisle to go to the ring, man, that building erupted. Those people went crazy. And I knew then, I said, man, we're on to something good here. Now, you had tremendous success in all Japan wrestling. How did your experience inside, not just inside, but outside of the ring, differ in Japan compared to your experience here in the United States? Well, it's it's everything was different in Japan. Uh, the way we did business was different. Uh, I worked for uh, Mr. Baba, and at that time they were probably the most successful company on the on the planet. Uh, the business we did in Japan was just phenomenal, but we did things different there than any other company in existence at that time our tv shows were an hour every sunday night there in japan it was seen throughout the nation and there were no interviews there were no promos every match had a clean finish every tv match every match every house show every match that all japan had during that time had a clean finish a one two three there were no dqs no outside interference no double dqs no count outs you got a clean finish every night. And uh, so, therefore, what we did in the ring sold tickets and put butts in seats. So it had to be a very believable, uh, a little bit tougher, a little bit more stiffer style of wrestling. And we were very successful uh, in presenting that brand to the Japanese people. And it was also different, too, that there was no baby face. There was no heel. 
my tag team partner for a lot of the time when I was in Japan was Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis. And it wasn't unusual for Johnny and I to have a, uh, a tag team uh, match one night for the tag team belts. And then maybe three nights down the road, Johnny and I are wrestling against each other. So we just did different, did business a different way. Uh, the fan base was there. Uh, there was a little different too. Um, they were extremely smart about the business. Uh, the Japanese fans were, and uh, it was just, it was something I'd never experienced, but yet it was extremely, extremely successful uh, during that run throughout the 80s and 90s and into the early 2000s for Baba and All Japan. If I'm not mistaken, Stan Hansen has been a has had a huge influence on your career. You worked with him and many other legends during your time when you're in Japan. In addition to Stan, if you can talk to me a little bit about him and how he influenced you. But who were some of your other uh, opponents that, that you had uh, you felt were influential on your career uh, during that time in Japan? Well, we travel on buses. The Americans travel on one bus, and the Japanese had two buses that they traveled on. And I'll just sort of give you the rundown of who traveled on which bus. On the bus uh, on the American side, there were Stan Hansen, myself, uh, Doug Furness, Danny Crawford, Johnny Ace, Terry Gordy, Steve Williams, uh, Jackie Fulton, Bobby Fulton, Tommy Rogers, Abdullah the Butcher, Dory Funk. Andre the Giant were all regulars for Baba. And then on the Japanese bus, you had some of the greatest workers that I've ever been around in Misawa, uh, Kobashi, Tawei, Kawada, Jumbo Saruta, uh, Wan Akiyama, Mr. Baba himself. And uh, it was impossible to work with that crew and that roster night after night after night and not get better and not learn. Uh, and not become a better performer, a better wrestler. And um, on the bus that we traveled on, I sat directly behind Stan. So we were, uh, we had the opportunity on six and seven and eight hour bus trips just to spend a lot of time talking business with each other. And uh, I learned a lot from him. He's the most successful American wrestler in the history of Japanese pro wrestling, there's never been anything like Stan right. Hansen over there. He's iconic. Yeah, no doubt. And to be able to watch him night after night, to pick his brain and just learn from him was invaluable to me. i tell you what, that lariat was something else, wasn't it? I'm sure you're on the receiving of that a few times. I was, but I learned how to take it. I learned if you sort of crowded Stan, if you, if you let him extend that arm out on you, he could take your head off, but if you sort of crowded him, it ended, ended up being a shoulder tackle, and it was a lot easier to take a shoulder tackle than it was a clothesline upside your skull. No doubt about it. I tell you that, in listening to all those wrestlers that you mentioned, what a tremendous lineup that is. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's it's the greatest roster that I've ever worked on, and I don't mean to, to in any way, shape, or form belittle my time for any company that I work for in the United States. I was privileged to work for all these companies, WCW and WWF at the time, but the highlight of my career was working for All Japan and being a part of that roster, a who's who's roster yeah. of professional wrestling legends. Now, you came back from all Japan to work with for WCW approximately 1994 to 1995 time frame. This is where you formed the Stars and Stripe tag team with Marcus Bagwell, back then known, or Buff Bagwell, back then known as Marcus Bagwell. Whose idea was it to put you two guys together, which resulted in a couple of successful tag team title runs? 
Well, when I got there, I, I came in as a singles wrestler. Uh, but probably after a couple of months of being there, uh, I was approached by several of the guys that were on the booking committee, and they did booking by committee then. And you had guys like Flair and, and Kevin, Kevin Sullivan and, of course, Eric Bischoff and Greg Gagne, uh, Dusty, that were all a part of the booking committee. And uh, it was actually Greg Gagne and uh, Bischoff that came to me one night and said, look, man, we've got an idea. Uh, taking advantage of your patriotic persona and your patriotic character uh, of putting you and Bagwell together and calling it Stars and Stripes. And um, I'd known Bar Marcus from our time in, um, in the Global Wrestling Federation. And heck, Marcus was maybe 19 or 20 years old back then, and he worked as a handsome stranger. So we'd known each other for a long time, and I, um, I was happy to have an opportunity to work with Marcus. He was very professional. He was a hard worker, athletic look good uh you know very serious about his craft and his approach to business so i looked at it as it is a wonderful opportunity for us to do some special things together which we were able to do well you left wcw you went back over to japan spent roughly two more years and then you got that call from the wwf tell me about that experience and the very entertaining storyline that you had with bret hart well i had um... I'll take you back several years, back to the early 90s, and I had been approached then by Vince about coming to work for the WWF, but I was obligated to working for Mr. Baba, and that's where I wanted to be at the time, so I passed on the opportunity back in the early 90s to go to work for Vince, um, and now later on, several years down the road, uh, I'm approached by um, Jim Cornette, uh, who was in uh, work for Vince at the time, uh, Bruce Pritchard and uh, Jim Ross. I'd known those guys for a long time. And uh, those three guys sort of started working me and, and uh, asking me if I'd be interested in meeting with Vince. And so um, I flew up and uh, sat down with Vince and sat down for a couple of hours with him and uh, walked away with a three-year contract. Now, the funny thing about it was initially uh, when I went to work there and in my meeting with Vince, he really wasn't that high on the character of the Patriot. He just felt like a patriotic character probably wouldn't go over well with the WWF, now WWE crowd. And uh, my point back to, back to Vince was, well, it's been successful in any company I've ever worked for. All over the world, I've been one of the top, top guys in any company I've worked for, so I sort of beg to differ with you. I think the same can happen here. Well, after several weeks of seeing the kind of response I was getting night after night when I'd walk through the curtain and walk down the aisle and just the reception from the fans and the response I was getting, Vince then realized, hey, man, I can do something with this guy because that character is over and the people are behind that character. So that's when he approached me about the idea of working with Bret Hart. And Bret was the top guy in the company at the time, and he had just turned heel. And as it would happen, he was on this anti-American campaign, and he was just constantly bad-mouthing America and browbeating Americans and putting the boots to America. Right. So it just worked out perfect. It was perfect timing for the two of us to run a program together. Now, your career came to an end around 1998. Looking back on your career, what do you want fans to remember about the Patriot? Well, number one, that the character you saw 
And I think it's got to be that way with anybody in pro wrestling, that that character has got to be close to the person. That, they, that they've got to almost be one in the same. And that's who I am. I'm a very patriotic guy that loves this country and loves the way of life here in America and loves to defend this country and stand for this country. And I want them to know that, but I think they know that. And also, too, a guy that loved what he did, a guy that gave everything he had for that business, a guy that put his heart and soul into it, even sacrificed good health for that business. And that's the reason my career ended when it did. Uh, just plain and simple, my body gave out on me. I'd gone through numerous, numerous injuries and surgeries, and my body just it would no longer hold up and allow me to do what I love to do, which is go out night after night and get in that ring and entertain the wrestling fans all over the world. So I want them also to know that I appreciate them and their support and their love for what we all did. Well, Dale, this is the cranium shot portion of the interview. I'm going to say a name. This is going to be a name from your past, and you just give me a one-word answer. You give me a brief answer, whatever comes to heart, okay? All right. All right, the fabulous Mula. Tough. A tough brawl. Yeah, no doubt. Paul Orndorff. Another gritty, tough, dependable, loyal friend. Harlem Heat. Great opponents. Dr. Death Steve Williams. One bad dude. All right, finally, Vader. Tremendous. One of the greatest big men ever the most athletic big man ever. Yeah, I would have to agree with you 100% on that one. Just tremendous. Yeah. Well, Dale, thank you so very much. I, I greatly appreciate your time today. It's been an absolute honor and absolute pleasure to have this time with you. And again, cannot thank you enough. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. And once again, we want to let all the wrestling fans know that Friday night, December the 7th in Griffin, Georgia, Universal Championship Wrestling. Be there. It's going to be a great card. And, of course, what a wonderful opportunity uh, for myself and my old tag team partner, Marcus Bagwell, to be back together for the first time in almost probably 23 or 24 years. So it's a big night there in Griffin, Georgia, Friday night, December the 7th. Absolutely. And, fans, you cannot miss it. Make sure you check this show out. You do not want to miss this, and you do not want to miss the opportunity to meet the Patriot Dale Wilkes. Again, thank you, Dale. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, man. I enjoyed it.